Hello and welcome back to the Back Yourself, Don't Attack Yourself podcast with me, Sophie French. Today I want to talk about the meaning of success and our measure of success and how when we really start to tap into what success truly means to us, that we really start to unhook from any old conditioning or patterns that actually tend to, particularly in Western society, keep us very stuck, very small, very stressed out, very much in a trap, essentially. And how when we begin to decipher and discover what success truly means to us in our lives, in our businesses, in the world, in our relationships, in who we are being and how we live in this time that we have on the planet, that this is such a key word and a key question to really start unlocking our path, our truth, our joy and our happiness. This is something that I have been diving really deeply into, particularly over the last 20 months since I essentially moved to the other side of the world accidentally. I came to Bali on a two-week holiday in February of 2020 and then, as we all know, the world came to a bit of a grinding halt. And I was left with a choice as to whether I returned home to the UK where I had my, um, where my family live and where I had my properties and my car and my life and my friends or whether I decided to stay in Bali to actually remain in a place where I had always longed to be, where I'd always been called to be and where I'd always been really excited to spend more time and through a lot of stress and panic and worry and questioning and doubting of making such a huge spontaneous decision that would affect the course of my next chapter of life I decided that yes I would stay and I would um, essentially change the chapter and so that's what I did and 20 months later I am here and I'm still here in Bali and this is where I live and as you can imagine has been a real quest and a real questioning of what do I want my life to look like? What does success mean to me personally? And this is something I've been exploring with my clients, with friends in conversations of what is actual true success? And I really believe that this is something we've all been invited as a collective in the world to really ask of ourselves throughout this time on planet earth where we have been asked to stop to take a breath to take a moment and to really question the path that we might have been on and to really ask 
Okay, what does it look like now? What does success actually mean to me? Having done something and had this experience personally where I actually left behind a whole world that I had built based on my measure of success. So that included a eight-year relationship, a, a beautiful relationship that needed to come to a close. My, I had two properties there, my beautiful car that I was absolutely in love with, my whole entire wardrobe and clothes and shoes and all of my things, my beautiful kitted out furnishings, my routine, my places, my place where I would hold events, my in-person community. Having that was my version of success and while a lot of it felt really beautiful, there is a lot of it that I see now that when we are building success based on this based on an external view of, okay, success looks like having this property, having this car, having these people, looking this way, having these clothes, having these things around me. When we're building things based on that, we can get really caught in a trap of where we can ask Okay, but what is it for me, in my soul, in my heart, in my being, in the way that if all of this were taken away, if I happened to move to the other side of the world with only a suitcase and only what I have in my heart and in who I am, what would I be left with? What would I have? How would it feel? What would I have to call on? And this is the question that I have needed to ask of myself over the past couple of years. It has been one hell of a journey into my own soul, into my own experience of life, of who I am, of what I'm here to do, of what I'm here to bring, of who I am as a person, what do I enjoy, what do I love and being very focused and being in this paradigm of okay well I've ticked the boxes, I've got the things and yeah what about that personal point in me, what about that hidden gold, what about those hidden treasures within me and these are the things that when I was more focused on those external mirrors of my success that actually I had neglected, hadn't had the time for, hadn't necessarily been focused on or had the space for or they weren't necessarily a priority until I was face to face with myself on my own in another country completely starting anew that I was invited to ask these questions of myself. Who am I? And 
What is my version of success for my unique life? So that when I get to the end of my life, what am I going to be saying? What am I going to be feeling? What is going to be most important for me to have felt, experienced, enjoyed, explored, witnessed, been a part of? And these are the questions and this is the journey that really helps you and has helped me to tap into what is this all for, really? What am I here for? And to start then, whatever work you choose to do, whatever purpose you have, whatever calling you are being drawn to, that you are coming from a place that is inside out, that is from your heart, that is from your soul, that nurtures you and feeds you. This doesn't mean that your job has to be your soul's calling because it is perfectly okay for your job to be a thing you do that pays the bills. But not that it takes up so much of your time and so much of your energy that that's your only focus and that there isn't the space or the room or the time or the value or the inclination on exploring, without that, who would you be? What are the things that make you deeply fulfilled? What are the things that make you feel deeply happy? And what are the things that really serve your soul in your entire life? What are those things that help to light up your soul, that help you to feel alive, that help you to have those moments where you think, wow, this feels like magic, I love this, this brings me joy, this, even if it's a moment in time where you're like, oh, this is the point of being alive, this is the point of being a human. To have those moments more of the time, at least for me, is my version of success where I'm like, oh, I get it. This feels so good. I feel so grateful for this. I feel so in awe of this. I understand that this moment is a reason why I'm here. This is a reason why I would have wanted to experience what it's like to be a human for this moment and weaving together those moments. And as you can imagine, perhaps even as you can hear in my voice, and as many, many thousands, millions, billions of people around the world over the past couple of years, I have had to go on a really confronting journey into myself, into the conditioning that I had been a part of the conditioning that told me that money was the only version or measure of success, that told me that working hard was the only version and measure of success, that told me that being on all of the time, being happy all of the time, being in service and in 
giving all of the time without any space for receiving was how you do it. That feeling stressed or hustling was how you were successful, was a sign of success. Now, this is of course, again, particularly in Western culture and in the world, the message that we have been given. The message of working hard and using your time to work, to hustle, to build. And at what cost? generally of sacrificing the things that are most important in life, the things that are our reasons for being and of reasons for living. And this has really started to show in the way that the world is now really reassessing our relationship with work, is really reassessing our relationship with family, with things we love, with things we enjoy. It's no coincidence that the minute that the world closed down, essentially, and that the whole world was asked to stay home, that we started seeing so many talents and gifts and beauty and creativity and love and excitement and joy come to the surface that there were people sharing things like their paintings or that they had been baking bread that they had been playing in the garden that they had been having conversations with people that they hadn't spoken to for a really long time that they had been writing again that they had been reading a book for the first time in a really long time, that they had practiced patience, that they had realized how much things could slow down, that they were given a chance to reassess, actually, I don't like hanging out with these people, or I don't like doing these things, or I am exhausted. It is no coincidence that people were writing songs and making music and even pouring their creativity into their work and really experiencing their version of success in bringing things to life that maybe they'd had on hold for a really long time. People had a minute to breathe. People had a minute to think. People had a minute to assess and to actually, they were given the opportunity to ask the question, if I could do anything with my life today, what would I do? If I were to be given permission to do whatever I wanted today, what would that be? If I were asked to do something that I haven't done for a really long time but that I love and that I enjoy, what would that be? And we've really started to see and were able to see what some of those things really were and what some of those things really weren't. I've had conversations with so many people that finally put an end to those obligations that they may have been doing for weeks or months or years that they were given permission to stop and then they realised they didn't want to go back to doing. 
they didn't want to go back to being a part of and so they were able to make those decisions that said that's just not for me anymore and that's okay for a really long time money and work have been these real indicators of a successful life they have been shown and seen as a big indicator and a big measure of success and really this is this conversation is to help you have a look at what other life areas are your measure of success because in a in the way that our relationship with another that it can be deemed as an unhealthy way to be when our relationship is our only point of purpose when our only when our life revolves our, our, around our relationship that is often called and can be codependency which is a strong reliance on another for our own sense of happiness for our own sense of well-being and it can be a really unhealthy way to be because we rely on that person always being there we rely on that being maintained and when we come so reliant on that we start then doing whatever we need to do compromising our own selves and our own centers to make sure that we can keep that person around that we can keep that and so what happens when that person doesn't want to be in that anymore or when something changes or when someone goes away naturally a complete sense of loss ensues not only the healthy and natural loss of when a chapter with someone else comes to an end but a extra depth of loss because not only have we lost the person but we realize we've actually lost ourselves in the pursuit of this thing without looking to balance out every other area of our life that people can often talk about losing themselves in relationship losing themselves into someone else to the detriment or the sacrifice of their friendships or their work or their life or their hobbies or the things that they actually enjoy and so very often when a breakup ensues it is a opening into coming back to self coming back to what is it that I actually want to be who am I what do I enjoy what do I love what are those areas other areas of my life that are fulfilling to me what feels good to me what do I want in place to enjoy and I use this example to then start to look at how this can actually happen in business particularly when we work for ourselves so when we start to look at our business and essentially money as our driver of success or and as we place our worth or our who we are into our business or our money 
and they can again business and money can be separate things but genuinely they come as a package because what's going on underneath is the money being the driver of creating business which is natural because we live in a society where we want and need money in order to survive and thrive and yet when we become much like in a relationship when if and when we become completely absorbed in that one thing that one area when that becomes our entire life if something were to change much like has happened in the past couple of years and can be very possible at any point if something were to change if something happens we have become so reliant on that thing that it can be this extra blow where we realize I've lost myself to my business I've lost myself to money and I've forgotten about the other areas of my life and much like in relationship we will know that the healthiest of relationships can flourish and blossom when both people are also focused on other life areas because that gives them things to talk about it gives them things to learn to teach each other it keeps things fresh it keeps things alive it keeps things interesting and it keeps both people growing and evolving so that they can really be the best version of themselves when they come together again when they spend time together again and while also nourishing that relationship as a really beautiful part and this is exactly the same as what happens in business and in money when we are not solely holding on or focused fully on that as this like huge part and a huge like overtaking part of life where we see that it's the only thing and we're putting all of our focus and all of our energy into that thing in business things can get feel resentful and stagnant and flat and exhausting and we can very quickly experience a type of burnout with that experience whereas when we are taking the time to focus in other areas of our lives so in relationship in friendships in interesting conversations in learning in spiritual development in personal growth in creativity in health and well-being in all of these other life areas that exist we are then able to bring all parts and all versions and all of those beautiful experiences and aliveness and radiance and excitement back to our business to share more of that and as a result is only natural the same way as in relationship that things then flourish again that we are then really enlivened that we then have more inspiration have more insight feel more excited feel more expansive and this can be the same in in any area we want to really be exploring what are those life areas that make up my life and this is a really beautiful practice to start doing and thinking about and feeling into 
if you are feeling that your business is kind of consuming your life, that it's becoming all of who you are, that you are pouring your all into that and having not so much focus on the other areas of your life. And now when you think about it, you might be like, well, yeah, of course, that's normal. Um, When I was in a nine to five, I worked five days a week and then two days off at the weekend, like that it's normal and natural for work to be the focus but when you really think about it it's actually not because the nine to five was only brought in in the industrial revolution which was only around 50 60 years ago and so that is essentially a new concept that work takes up the majority of time and it is a very limiting concept And it's not actually true because as humans and in all areas we know that all of these life areas are really important to us and that it's no wonder that in a nine to five many people feel very resentful because they want to do all of these other things and that there's something that doesn't feel quite right that doesn't quite fit because there are all of these other experiences to have and yet they are unable to experience them or they have to ask permission to go on that that holiday they want to do or to take time off to do this thing. And so we can see how the Industrial Revolution as a concept was very damaging and, and has conditioned us to think that work is supposed to be the most important thing. But it's not true. It's just a part of who we be in the world. It's just a part of what we want to create or experience and really allowing yourself to start letting your brain see things a little more like that as if you're part of a whole circle that there's a whole wheel of different life areas for nurturing and nourishing and really helping you to enjoy and naturally if the only way that you've been conditioned or brought up is in the school system, is in a nine-to-five, and that you've then left and started your own business, it can only be natural that you then start to find yourself creating a nine-to-five or, as a business owner, a nine-till-eleven-p.m. of your very own, unknowingly, unconsciously creating the thing that you most wanted to get out of, the trap that you perhaps saw or that you realised was not for you, that wasn't working for you. And then suddenly you find yourself in this experience of, hold on a minute, I left there to create my own thing in order to have freedom, in order to feel more free in my life, in order to do the things that I wanted to do, in order to be able to spend more time with my family, in order to be able to go on trips and travel in order to be able to spend my time on this planet in my life in a way that I want to and then all of a sudden you can often reach this point of hold on a minute what's happened here how did this happen when you realize you've unknowingly built for yourself a nine-to-five of your very own and if you're listening to this and being like shit I've done that 
it's very natural so knowing that for starters and that's okay because of course you left to do that to create a business of your own to create a thing of your own and then you reach this point and and you have been focused on doing that on doing the building on doing the creating on bringing it to life on working all of the hours that were given to you to make this thing happen to make this thing work and that's so amazing and look at all that you have created and brought to life in doing that your determination your devotion your discipline so much power in that and what's beautiful is that you know that exists that you know you can bring that to the now and then there's a point where you can start to unhook from that where you then can start to shift into a new chapter with which you unfurl your tightly gripped fingers, with which you can unclench from that, and where you start then to release yourself from the tight grip that you've had, and then start to take a step back and say, okay, how do I then make this a sustainable part of my life as a whole, my a sustainable part of what I'm bringing to the world, who I am, making sure that I can actually still be creating that life that I vision for myself, that life that I still vision for myself because you are the creator, you have created it this far and there was probably a time where you didn't think that was possible. So entering into the realm of possibility with which you can see that actually there is also another way There is also a next level with which you can experience running your business but not letting it run you, where you are not all consumed and controlled by your attachment to the way you run your business and the way you focus on that, that it's not taking all of your energy and all of your time, that you can actually release from that, that you can take a step back and create your life in the way that you want it to be. Step by step and bit by bit and choice by choice and deconditioning by deconditioning, changing so many of those patterns and of that conditioning and of that wiring that's happened for a really long time, rewinding that and rewiring that and taking a step back from that in order to look at your life as a whole and making sure that you are living in that in a way that lights you up, in a way that fuels your soul, in a way that looks after you. What is your version of success? What is your measure of that? In a truly fulfilled, well-lived life, what does it look like? And just really allowing that to settle and knowing that this is a, a big topic and it doesn't need to be decided on right away but what I hope for this is to activate something within you activate a spark activate a question where you can begin to ask do you know what there are some elements of this that have been taking up everything I have and I do want to restore some balance some joy some feeling some excitement some of the vision that I once had for myself, maybe you've gotten lost in that. 
And maybe it's time for you to bring it back. And so one of the first things to that I would invite you to really explore, one of the first books that I ever rent, read that invited me on this journey into like, what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my life to feel like? As my very, very starting point when I started on my business journey seven years ago to read the book The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. If you have worked with me or spent any time with me for a while, you will know that I talk about this book a lot. It is such a beautiful exploration into all our life areas and into really discovering how do I want to feel in my life, which is not a question that we get asked very often. If you think about when we're at school, when we grow up, we're asked like, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? But you never really get asked, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in your life? How does your highest excitement feel? No one is ever really asked that. And what the desire map process does and helps you to do is to explore those things is to remind you of what is it that you actually want to feel in this lifetime and how can you do more of that and how can you bring more of that to your life it's such a beautiful process and drawing up to Christmas and New Year and starting to think about that kind of thing and really refreshing and reassessing where you're at it's a really beautiful process something that I do every New Year's Eve to really explore more of that as I look to the year ahead but it's also beautiful for any time anywhere any time of the year to really explore how you want to feel and the second thing to follow that is to think about when was the last time you did something that made you have that feeling where you think I love this feeling and I want to feel this more of the time so I know some examples that pop up for me are the end of a yoga class when I'm in Shavasana, when my mind is clear, when my body is calmed, when I feel reconnected to my body and my centre and myself again. And I'm lying there in bliss thinking, I love this feeling. Because when I draw on that feeling and remember that, it helps me, of course, to continue that ritual to go to my yoga practice even on the days that I don't want to but it's just such this reminder of how do I actually want to feel how do I enjoy feeling in my life another one is when it used to be possible and when I would used to do it would be going to the theater and watching a musical and even it even happens listening to musical songs and I just get this feeling of aliveness and joy and happiness and I absolutely love that feeling and it completely makes me come alive and those are the feelings that I love and so I'm like okay that's a really important part of life for me I want to make sure I'm doing and being and experiencing more of that another one might be when I completely disconnect from the outside world from my phone from any technology and when I'm just with myself when I'm out in nature when I am completely immersed in a beautiful natural 
environment. Maybe it's in a waterfall or walking through the forest or taking a hike that I'm really able to be with myself and remember and feel connected to something bigger than me. And very often I, my heart absolutely bursts with beauty and with the radiance of the world. Like this happens a lot. And that's a feeling I love to feel. And so I can ask and just put as a part of my priority Take that time for yourself. Make sure you are putting things into your life that involve you doing that because these are your measures of success. These are your measures of what feels good, what you enjoy, what feels really beautiful. Really allowing yourself to honour those feelings. Things like when I reach the end of a coaching session, that feeling when I can see someone's whole body has completely shifted, has completely changed from the beginning of a session or from when we've been working three weeks together and I can instantly see such a big shift in how the person is speaking, how they are talking about themselves, how they're showing up, how their body is, how much more relaxed they feel. Any of these feelings where I get this knowing that something in them has been impacted that they've made a real shift in themselves that burst that I have within I'm like oh that's just the best feeling to see that in someone to see someone unhook themselves from the mind traps that they found themselves in from the relationship with their body that they were struggling with or whatever we happen to be working on And it is in this that I have those moments where I'm like, wow, that's just one of the best feelings in the world. And so how do I employ more of that into my life? What do I want that to look like? What do I want that to be? And to really make sure I'm having that as a priority. So that's how I then start to create this circle of important things in my life that start from my heart, that start from my center, Let's start with me, with me at the forefront, my version of my life and how I personally want to feel and then I begin to build my life, my schedule, my existence around what makes me feel really good and for me that feels like freedom, for me that feels like no longer looking externally for what do I think is a good idea. What do I think will help me? What do I think will feel good? It's instead drawing on my own inner experience to create my version of success from the inside out. And so this is a real invitation for you today to start thinking about that. When was the last time you felt a way that feels great? What were you doing? And how can you bring more of that into your life? Bit by bit, I'm really building on Of course, this unhooking from ways that we've been conditioned to think takes time. It takes consistent looking at and exploring and a real support in moving away from a lot of what you've been conditioned to believe or to think or how to work and really extracting yourself from that to create a life from the inside out. And this is something that I am teaching and sharing and 
exploring in a journey that I have created called Frazzled to Freedom. And it is my brand new eight week live program in which I guide you on a journey to unhook from the hustle trap you might have found yourself in and to bring back more of the creativity, calm, fulfillment, joy and pleasure to your life and your business, to yourself, to your body, to your being and to who you are in your life. And it's a really gorgeous journey, really powerful, really a beautiful way to unhook from a lot of what you have learned from a lot of the ways that keep you stuck and keep you trapped in this cycle that you know deep down you're really ready to get out of, that you're really ready to find another way, that you've asked yourself on many occasions, is this the only way? Can there be another way? There must be another way, that you've longed for another way but haven't quite known how to move through that process and this is the journey that I am guiding you on over eight weeks together. We start in January 2022, so a beautiful glide into the year doing things differently so that you are able to step away from that burnout process, from spending another year thinking I cannot keep going like this, I cannot keep pushing so hard, I cannot keep doing things like this, this doesn't feel sustainable and there's gotta be another way and there is and this is the journey that I'm going to be moving through. So we start in January, go all the way through until March and it is a hybrid program including pre-recorded modules that will help to take you through different elements from money and reconditioning your mindset around money, through exploring your desires, your lifestyle, how you want things to be, really allowing yourself to explore that, bringing that to life. Some really deep and powerful work into the deep-rooted conditionings the deep-rooted stories, the deep-rooted woundings and traumas that have kept you so stuck so far and really how to uproot those with some beautiful techniques and exercises and processes. We're also going to be looking at how to be, how to create more balance in your life and following the flow of your menstrual cycle in order to maintain your energy. We're going to be looking at using human design to recognize your energy and to know what works for you and to make sure you're building a lifestyle and a business that works for you. We're also going to be activating more of your creativity, more of the juice that you want in your life, more of the things that bring you pleasure and bring you joy. And essentially it is just a really beautiful process to go through to bring more of the things that you want to life, to bring and restore more balance and to essentially bring more of the joys and the pleasures and the excitements and the way that you actually want to feel into your lifestyle.
So if you would like to find out more, you can head over to find the page over at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash frazzled hyphen to hyphen freedom. That's bit.ly forward slash frazzled hyphen to hyphen freedom. We will also have over the eight weeks together live calls. So each week you will have a live group call with me where we dive into whatever topic we are working on, where you'll receive personal coaching, where we will have sharing circles and where you will have space to receive whatever you need to receive that week. And there will also be gorgeous bonus sessions with some amazing people that I have called upon to support us on this journey as well into real deep restoration, deep rest, deep understanding of self and essentially really coming back to you as the center point, as you from the inside out and creating life from that space. You can head over there and find out all of the details that you need. And if you have any questions at all, want to find out more information, you can find me on Instagram at sophiefrench.co. I am available in my DMs for any questions that you have, anything you want to talk about, and simply anything that you would like to share from this episode, any ways that it has impacted you, any ways that it has made you speak think that it has sparked a new conversation I would absolutely love to hear from you I love hearing your comments I love hearing your shares I love hearing when you have been listening to this podcast while you're out on a walk while you're doing your own expression of what freedom looks like to you and it is really beautiful when I receive that so please do share continue to share when you've listened to the podcast that would be so appreciated I really hope that this has given you some food for thought today, has helped to spark things, feel things and essentially really come back to yourself, come back to you as the centre point, as the centrepiece of your life, to not be looking at what everyone else is up to, what everyone else is doing and measuring your success based on an external factor but really rather coming back to your own self, your own heart, your own body and experiencing life and who you are and how you show up in the world from that place. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. It means the absolute world to me and I look forward to sharing another episode with you really soon. And I will see you next time on the Back Yourself, Don't Attack Yourself podcast.